people had a conversation with me in the last five years, you know, I've said this a lot, but you know, they would know I'm on my way too. I just came from, or I am in the middle of collaborating with somebody or doing some show somewhere. This has been the path that I've been on. Bonjour, Anin. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lam. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is a place for Native folks to tell their story, share their gifts and their purpose. With this whole focus about amplifying Native voices, it doesn't get any better than this, Cole. Yeah. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. Um, you know, just, uh, it's how are you? It's really close to your wedding <laughs> and you have nothing going on? I mean, I mean, this is the stuff we talk about every single time, you know? It's just no, like- but it's the final stretch. Okay, forget the earlier weeks. Now, tell me. <laughs> right now, it's just trying to avoid the weather forecast and, like, getting too hung up about it. <laughs> or Because, hey. you know, it's, not, it's too far out to be looking that. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. I feel really, like, lazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, a summer laziness mm. that I'm feeling, but 3 p.m. rolls around and I'm like, well, I'm done for the day. <laughs> so I'm to call it a day. And that's after starting at like 10 a.m. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's fine to be lazy. I just feel a little lazy. It's fine to be yeah. lazy. I, it's something I pride myself on, so it's great. You know what? Maybe there's a better word. Maybe it's like productive rejuvenation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Treat yourself with some rest. Yeah, you just have to have the right spin on it. Like, call it the right, right thing. Call it the use the right word, and you'll feel good about it. Like you know, before you go out on stage to perform, exactly. And you know, you could feel nervous, and but instead of saying, "Oh, I feel I feel nervous, I feel stage fright," you tell yourself you feel excited. Like that's what that feeling is. Oh, I feel excited. This is a little uh, nod to Mel Robbins, the uh, author. Mm. But, you know, if you frame it using your words, it helps your body, like, adjust to what you're feeling. And I'm just hearing so, this after 20 years of music. <laughs> <laughs> just tell yourself you're excited. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's very nice. That's actually a good transition because Thank our you. guest today... <laughs> is a singer, a musician, a archivist of audio. So that's it's a great way to get into it. Um, today we're chatting with Joe Rainey. Joe Rainey is an Ojibwe powwow singer, enrolled member of Red Lake Nation. He grew up in South Minneapolis and now lives in Wisconsin with his family. And he just released an experimental debut LP called Nineta. He'll have a release show in Minneapolis in late June. So we're excited to talk to him about his unique journey, his unique music, and all that. Yay. I'm excited. Boujou, Joe, could you please introduce yourself and where you're joining us from? Boujou, Anin, Joe Rainey, Indigenous Cause, Meskwagami, Wazaga, Iganing, Minwa, Kakabikong, Donjaba. My name is Joe Rainey. I am from Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians, 
but I was born and raised in Southside, Minneapolis. I'm just a, a powwow singer, a lifelong archivist. I'm a father of five. I'm a, a brother, a son, a husband. Uh, but yeah, I work HVAC during the day and I uh, listen to stuff in my free time a lot. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, speaking of you, you know, being a husband and a father, uh, how are you and your family doing during the pandemic during 2022? Um, I, I think we're just, uh, we're, we're doing fine. We did have our, our, our run-ins with, with the, the sickness itself. Uh, I think we relied on a lot of our uh, herbal supplements and uh, kept a lot of good face with what we were taught to use from, you know, the earth and things like that. So, uh, uh, we did have family members that ha- are still feeling the, the long-term effects of it. And, um, uh, you know, we, we have those personal stories. Uh, yeah. We have a, a lot of respect for what went on. I think the important part was being there for each other. Uh, I, I don't live in Minneapolis anymore. Uh, I live four hours east in Green Bay. I love the I love the Vikings yeah, so much. I moved to Green uh, Green Bay. <laughs> I was gonna say you got a Vikings um, hat on. I'm like, okay, yeah, at least you're repping yeah, no it problem. out there. That's me. That's <laughs> me. You know, that's that's who I am. Uh, you know, go against the grain. You know, I'll I'll infiltrate, infiltrate if I have to. <laughs> but you know, dur- during the pandemic, uh, we we uh, relied a lot on our, ourselves and our family. Yeah, we also we see if we were smarter than a fifth grader with all that virtual school. So. Yeah, that's that's what our family was. Uh, we were virtual learners, uh, parents and students alike. Did you feel like you were able to be creative during yes. the pandemic? Yes, this is uh, the album came from that period of time to be creative. Mm. Um, I felt like I've always been some type of creative person, but uh, this has really you know opened my eyes to you know taking time for yourself and working on your mental health and, you know, just having that space to be creative is, is one thing, but actually doing it is, you know, a totally different thing. And, you know, going through it really gives you uh, more options in your, in your emotional state to really kind of lean on. Uh, I felt like I was really vulnerable during this album and, you know, we were all pretty vulnerable together, you know, at home, not knowing what the heck is going on. I mean, speaking, uh, we, we kind of like, to have the conversations evolve as they go, and, and you're bringing up the album. Let's 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 dive into it. You know, uh, okay. Can you talk about the album, the name, uh, what what uh, inspired you to get it all together? Yeah, what inspired me was uh, just that downtime of of uh, having that chance to go back to a few things in your mind that you may not have had the chance to, you know, uh, fulfill. Um, this this album was an idea. Uh, that was in my head for for a while. Uh, the name itself, Nina Tug, came from a good friend of of mine, a brother, a big bro of mine, drum brother of mine, Doctor uh, Mike McGizzy Sullivan. Uh, he he gave me uh, a few a few phrases that he was kind of asking me what what I wanted to name uh, the album. But Nina Tug really stood out to me uh, the way that he explained it. And uh, when I showed him previews of this, he he exclaimed that. You know, this was, in his words, going to change the game. And uh, he brought forth Ninata and, and told me what it means. And, you know, that the Ojibwe language is very uh, verbal. Uh, or, you know, there's lots of verbs. So um, the act of just being me or, you know, just me, that's what, you know, this album is. That This is what came about of just being me. 
a collaborative person, someone who, you know, makes friends. The music friends are okay with me, you know, so that's what really inspired me was just uh, the downtime of having that creative uh, possibility cross my path while, you know, being at home. That's really beautiful. Um, thanks for sharing that. I I feel there's this surge of conversation around being authentic, being yourself. Mm. How do you find that for yourself? How do you like, how do you tap into that? I think it found me. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, not to reverse the question and just make it an easy answer, but, you know, I, I just, I feel like that, that's what, you know, I interpret that that time and that space of, of having, you know, alone time or just being with your family, only your family. Like we are, you know, my you know kids are in their own world when they're at home, you know, my wife's upstairs watching Bridgerton for the fifth time, you know, so, you know, we're, I'm, I'm down here. You know, just listening to music and just you know trying trying to come up with something. You know, so just you know, I feel like the creativity of everything. You know, just it relit itself and you know, create creativity wise. Um, I feel like I was a creative kid, just having that lull. I guess you know, between eighteen and twenty eight. You know, just having fun. Uh, I really just didn't really tap into that. I was really just you know recording and going to powwows, but in, in that time period. When I was a 35-year-old man, I think it was time to create something. But, you know, I didn't want to feel like, oh, I'm a man. I have to create something. It just was like, you know, I felt like I felt like what I've been doing collaboratively, musically, something had to, you know, come about that. And, you know, I had to scratch an itch. And this was it. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with... Joe Rainey, an Ojibwe powwow singer and enrolled member of the Red Lake Nation. He just released a debut LP called Nineta. Uh, I mean, I've been rocking to Bejigal the uh, last couple days. It's a great song. And it's clear listening that a voice, your voice is like front and center. And it's a, such a big part of the sound. Uh, when did you, you know, find that voice? Uh, you know, when did you start Singing in powwows and things like that. Well, singing singing at powwows, you know, started when you know I was a young adolescent, eight, nine, ten. Uh, that's probably when I really found my voice. But I've you know, been around powwows since I was like five. Yeah. Probably didn't sing in front of everyone until I was like, you know, maybe nine or ten. You know, my my family knew I like to sing on my own. Uh, my earliest recording is in 1995. That's the earliest tape that I have in my archive so i've been listening since then and just uh you know i didn't sing in front of anyone until i was you know a preteen. but um that voice i think i had to think about what was you know the the music space that we were going to live in broder and i especially especially going to school and figuring out you know in a song everything has to sit in a certain way and uh you know having that little bit of knowledge uh, i knew I couldn't sing, you know, powwow, full blast, you know, singing. I kind of had to do a little bit of range finding and, you know, just uh, really kind of just draw back on, especially on a few of those songs. Um, I wanted to um, sing in a teaching voice also. I felt like, you know, if, they, if, if people wanted to see me in a ribbon shirt 
or you know sitting around a drum singing really loud and everything with my friends they know where to go and find that um you know they can go and look up on youtube and look at everyone doing doing that and i feel like i wanted to have a space where i didn't have to you know dress up and be native i just wanted to be myself so uh voice wise i felt like i had to i had to change it up too so uh, i kind of kept it as like a teaching voice uh the way i explain it that's just you know how many singers learn songs is you know through you know voice recordings of someone singing into that and then you sit there and listen to it over and over that's basically what this is well beige go that's that song itself okay. when bro when broder sent my you know i sent vocals back it was a back and forth type thing uh, we were never in the same room until early last year um so we worked you know totally pen pal style uh, but when Broder, Broder sent back Bejigo after I sent back my vocals, he sent back, you know, what he got started. I think I, uh, I think we both knew that, you know, this, you know, this is this is going to be something. And, you know, we should probably let people hear this as I've been saying this whole time. But, you know, that's the truth. How did you feel when you first, you know, heard that, like the full mix or the initial mix? I felt like I was launched into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I felt like I was, you know, somewhere. I just felt like out of body type thing. After that, the floodgates opened. That was like our third or fourth song we worked on. Um, but that was in the first batch of stuff that he sent me. It was like a five or six tempos, and Bejigo was like one of them. Uh, that was to its own song form. That's not in Powell's song form. That was me listening to that repetitive loop for like five minutes straight, and then maybe humming something. Um, but I think that that one was like a really long like take that I did and then I kind of grabbed that and then I sang it over again but you're looking at where I recorded so yeah this, I was gonna ask where this is, is are you using the same mic this is the same mic same <laughs> headphones same junk in the background on my <laughs> on my uh, collectibles and things this is it You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Joe Rainey, an Ojibwe powwow singer and enrolled member of Red Lake Nation. He just released a debut LP called Ninita. You mentioned Broder. Could you talk about just uh, who Broder is? And Yes, uh, and Andrew Broder is a, a good friend of mine. He's a... a Quite the musician himself, uh, electronically. Um, I haven't seen seen him play too many uh, instruments in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he can play a few instruments, you know. But uh, 
I met him through Eau Claire's Music Festival, where he was, you know, doing his thing. He had a few sets there. Um, I also uh, played with him in Marijuana Death Squads with uh, Ryan Olson. You know, I'm a part of Marijuana Death Squads now, just by Ryan's uh, saying. But uh, you know, those 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 guys are pretty heavy, and you know, Andrew seeing what you know what I do with with them, and that's you know full throttle singing. So um, you know, we've we've been friends over the years. Um, but Andrew Broder is is quite the electronic fuser of noises. But he started out as a hip hop like you know lover and stuff. So you know we have that that root with each other of of uh, you know loving hip hop. We've exchanged hip hop tapes, or it's more like I've been giving him hip hop tapes. But <laughs> you know he has quite the collection. So it's like man, you know you need to add to this a little bit. So you know we're we're great friends. Um, he has his own his own thing called Fog. Uh, people might know him from from Fog, uh, but he also does you know cin- cinematic scores as well. So he has a little bit of a background. So uh, people said that they got got cinema vibes or you know movie vibes from some of this. Um, you know that's that's all Andrew. What is that like special drive or curiosity when it comes to archiving? I think the drive comes from the loss of uh, certain people who have the knowledge of powwow songs. I feel like someone has to do something to kind of keep keep those somehow. And I, and I don't want to be disrespectful in a way to where, you know, a lot of these songs are supposed to be learned, you know, ear to ear, you know, not supposed to be put down, which I have a deep respect for. But then there are certain songs that, you know, happen, you know, at a powwow that, don't get sung anymore. I mean, we we all know. I, I usually have to explain this to non-indigenous, you know, people and, and podcasts that I I go on. But you know, we we know our own local traditions, and you know, there's certain private things that we you know we go to. But you know, the powwows and things like that are very much uh, well social. You know, without the pan-Indianism, we have respect for everyone's community, their home community. But I think what what drove me to really start recording more was you know just just the loss of of certain you know legendary singers you know it, it is really sad when you you get to have conversations with them and they they know that you're recording and they give you you know encouragement and things like that um you know that that's just really drives me and you know I've been doing it for so long I'm just a, a tape kid that's that's how I learned how to how to sing was to nonstop listen to my recordings and the tapes that I I bought or traded you know, so just just the drive of the music itself and the energy that it, it brings, and the the singers that are already around that you know just have a wicked voice. Are there some you know archived songs that you've recorded that you you go back to because it's something that you know is special to you? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> most a lot. Of them, most of them are on my SoundCloud. That's why I put them up there. Yeah. You know, not all of them are on my SoundCloud, but the Midnight Express early 2000s recordings that I have are like some of my favorite because they feature, you know, a lot of, and also the boys too, they, they feature a lot of my my older bros doing stuff. You know, just to go back and listen to those, it's like, man, it's it's really nostalgic, but at the same time, it's, it's you know, an appreciation of of where 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 it's at right now and, you know, where where it's come from and, the community itself, though, made up of men and women, you know, the the OGs, uh, the whole respect factor of of 
going to watch each drum and you know you might see or hear a, a song or you might see a drum group name that you know we haven't seen in a while but there's that one old guy that used to sing with them you know he's still singing and you know that 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 stuff is is really important to me of of recognizing the the singers that are older than us that are still you know out there with with a lot of, of knowledge so I, I think just uh, there's always, you know, knowledge trading or, you know, music trading. You know, there's there's drum groups that, you know, have singers that make songs for other drum groups. So it's it's all very interconnected. And, you know, we all we all sing for the love of it, for sure. I see that uh, your grandmother, Ruth, was an important part of your your journey and you tribute, uh, you know, music to her. Could you talk about that? Yeah, so her name is uh, music, or you know, the sound from the south. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, Jawan. You know, she was always a musical person. Um, you know, great country western taste. Uh, I think one of her favorites was Charlie Pride. You know, at an early age, I think you know, I just have memories of her. You know, singing and you know, being happy with music. It was in 2012 or. I think it was later than that. It had to be like 2015 or maybe before that. I went up to Red Lake Powwow and I was traveling with my my big brother Chuck and his family. And we went and stopped at my aunt's and she she fed us breakfast and my grandma was there. And so, you know, people got to meet my grandma and she wanted to give me something. And uh, it was uh, her naming feather. Uh, So she gave me her naming feather and she said... You know, Joey, you know, she called me Joe Burgers. So she goes, Joe Burgers, I want to give you this, you know, because I want you to continue with your music. And that's, that's, she, she, that's all, that's the only words that she said, and she, that's why she gave it to me. And, you know, I didn't ask her, well, what music? Or, you know, I just, you know, told her thank you, Grandma, and gave her, you know, a big hug. I felt like, you know, this was that music. And that this was, you know, maybe what she was talking about. I didn't ask because, you know, I wasn't that confused because, you know, continuing with my music could have been continuing powwow singing. Um, it, could, it could have meant a, a lot of things to her. Maybe she thought I was going to start playing the steel guitar. I don't know. But she, she wanted to encourage me to continue with my music. So, you know, when I had a chance to create this or let alone release this, uh, that gave me the push I needed uh, because I don't put myself above above my drum group or above the team. Um, her encouragement really kind of let me let go of those inhibitions of, you know, being a solo person. Uh, I think this is maybe what she intended for my music to be. Well, and that's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that because... It sounds like she has had this trust in you, like to share your music. Yeah. And whatever that might be that's coming from you in that authentic way, in that Joe Rainey way. Yeah. <laughs> and if people had a conversation with me in the last five years, you know, I've said this a lot, but you know, they would know I'm on my way too. I just came from or I am in the middle of collaborating with somebody or doing some show somewhere. This has been the path that I've been on. Are your children 
also appreciators of music yes. and taking picking up the the microphone at all. Uh, my the tape. Recording. My daughter. Well, I make them all record for me. Um, but, you know, I'm usually if we're at a powwow and I'm sitting by the drum, uh, they're all pretty ready to, uh, you know, I press record and they just go, you know. So um, my daughter, Gianna, is, a, is starting to be a backup singer. Um, the, it's very, very difficult sometimes to like hold myself together when we're like just the duo. Uh, you just like, you know, you always want to break down. <laughs> well, me, I always want to break down and just, you know, give her a hug and just stop singing. But um, <laughs> it, it's, you know, all my all my kids are, are around music. They have, you know, me to thank for that. But um, yeah, just all kinds of music. Like my son, Jamin, was obsessed with the George Strait pure country movie when he was younger. So like we, we, we just, we show show our kids a lot a lot of music itself and uh going to eau claire's and things like that they've been exposed to you know all, all types of genres and they've they've met some some cool people so just the uh, music is around my house a lot just yeah all of them pick up on it like my son jj the youngest like he he sings you know i want a hippopotamus for christmas like all year round so it's like we're a very musical family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish he was home right now. He'd he'd do it, but maybe he's very shy. <laughs> Thank you, uh, you know, for you know your stories and you know talking about the the music you're releasing. Uh, and just as we close out, I just want to know, you know, where can we find your music? Uh, what what future projects are you are you thinking about, or you know, what's going on? You can find my music on all platforms. Uh, Bandcamp is the best way to kind of support Broder and I directly. We have a release show um, on June 27th at First Avenue, 7th Street Entry. Uh, it will be uh, myself, FPA, Ness Knight, and a local uh, woman rapper by the name of The Don. Uh, she's native. This will be, I think, her debut show. But I'm very excited to have uh, women women holding me up as they have been my whole life. <laughs> so I'm I'm just excited for the night itself. Um, I'm very thankful for everyone involved. Uh, I can't say thank you enough to everyone who has ever said anything supportive or have reached out. Excellent. Right. Thank wow. you. Oh, Jimmy Gwaitz, yeah. Joe Rainey. Jimmy This has been awesome to hear from you. Uh huh. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, have a great, you know, rest of the month and leading up to the re release show. And can't wait to follow your journey. No, thank yes. you. Uh, yeah. If you have any friends that want to talk, anything like that, my email is always open. Um, okay. I appreciate what you guys are doing. So, you know, thank you though, for real. All right. All right. Get good thank one, you man. So now, good. Have a good one. fun yeah clearly very passionate about archiving singing and, and it's yeah it's great to hear powwow teaching yeah. family community collaboration mm -hmm. that's great I like that I like collaboration versus like that like competitive thing collaboration is where it's at <laughs> yeah definitely so thank you to Joe Rainey and just a reminder his album Ninita is out and he will have a release show at the 7th Street Entry in Minneapolis on June 27th 
and you can check out all his music on our show notes. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Giggawabamin. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.